What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. It's Thursday, 19 degrees, a little overcastness, sun trying to uh, friggin' peek through. Heading on a long commute, not too long, to uh, Gwinnett Mercy University, where I'm going to kick these scholastic asses of the masses and make these motivators understand about anatomy and physiology, A to the stinking P, my friends. It's wonderful. It's a great thing. It's an honor to teach this subject matter. Try to leave them with some enthusiasm for an extremely pertinent, awesome subject. So that's my mission for today. Listen, I got a cool, I'm going to get right to it. I got a, a cool um, article that I ran across this morning. A little bit unfortunate, but I think there's hope. It's talking about how there's this, this human mass migration. You know, the largest human mass migration in the history of our species. Indoors. The migration is indoors. All this technology is awesome, right? You know, I'm doing a podcast uh, predictably well in terms of the recording technology, I think. I talked about Anchor Podcast, how this is a pretty cool app, pretty cool feature. But I can just tap a button on my phone and record and save and name it and do all kinds of edit it, share it wherever the hell I want. It's really awesome, isn't it? That all these, uh, all the, the stuff that I would normally need, I'd need a recorder, I'd need batteries, I'd need all this extra equipment in order to, a microphone, in order to get an effective voice recording however many years ago. Now every single thing we know very well, everything is inside this little rectangle that is a cellular phone, right? And that's awesome and it's increasingly a problem because we don't take our kids outside. So the article about this human mass migration indoors is talking about the harrows, the downside of being on our phones and our iPads and in front of our computers all day, relying upon them uh, to such a degree that we never go outside. Therefore, we're deprived of exercise, exertion for our physical bodies that they need, mental stimulation. There's something about nature that has always been very calming to us and uh, that we appreciate. Vitamin D, fresh air. So it's not healthy for us to be staring into these devices. I think it's, it's also unrealistic to think that we're going to stop anytime soon. But we have to strive to offset some of the nastiness, the technological um, tendency to just stare into a computer screen all day long. We have to find adventure all around us in the external world, in our environment. And this is where places like parks come in, our local parks. I don't think we spend enough time there. Um, I think there's definitely, I think there's a lot of people trying parks and rec departments. I have a buddy who works for one. She's always talking about 5Ks and 10Ks and polar bear plunges and cool little 
outdoor activities that are, that are happening there. And, you know, we go on vacations. I've talked about some of the places that I would like to go. Like, most recently, I'm talking about Costa Rica. I've heard great things about that. My sister went there. Uh, my friend Val went there a couple times. And so she thinks I'd love it. We've got volcanoes. And we've got hot springs and beaches and rainforests, rich ecosystems, you know, filled with life and comparatively untouched by humans. I think that it's important that um, we offset this mass migration by taking these vacations and also taking just a moment out of our, our day, if we have a break in our day and we can get out and walk around, let's say a local park, there's, I know in my area, there's within a couple miles, there's an open space where you can go and walk around a loop or you can, you know, do a little bit of a hike, take the kids to the playground, stuff like that. It's important. It's healthy. It's difficult, particularly this time of year, because it's 20 degrees outside. We're going to be spending a lot of time indoors just by virtue of the weather. But still, it feels feels good to be out in a little bit of uh, freezing temperatures, does it not? I mean, I was talking, I was looking this morning there as I'm drinking my coffee, getting ready for the day. I'm watching the NFL channel, right? So me and Lily and Sam are watching this, and the various commentators are talking about this oh, this team and that team. And look, we got Coach Bill Belichick. We got Coach Bill Belichick on the on the line here. Check out this video, of Coach. And Bill Belichick is like a legendary coach of the New England Patriots. Been in the NFL forever. Um, extremely effective coach. Like he's. To the point where it's like a superstition. Everybody knows that this guy is just the best. Won all these Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Just, and you can see how you can never count this team out. You know, sometimes you can say, oh, they're going to kill them. They're going to kill this team. That, that The Patriots at Al, they're just not what they are, what they were. So, ah, that's over. No, you can never really tell with Tom Brady and his crew. So, they select the best athletes. They seem to set standards for excellence and athletic performance that are second to none. And they just never quit. So he's got a nice attitude, and this is what he says about the weather. He's like, oh, you know, well, top, uh, Coach Belichick, what do you think about the, uh, the weather in this, in this Super Bowl, you know, these, as these playoffs progress? What do you think about the contingency that you'd have to play? You know, would you rather play in Foxborough, Massachusetts? Or would you rather, um, you know, for a home game? Or would you rather go to Kansas City? And do you, are you concerned about the weather? He goes, oh, I'd love to play in a, in a championship game. You know, put us where you want. <laughs> it's like, so here's this guy saying, I don't fucking care. You know, we're gonna we're we're gonna plan for the contingency that it's gonna be cold outside, really cold, and we'll train. And we'll plan and we'll strategize and you do what you got to do. And sure, there could be some blizzard or some horrible uh, freezing cold conditions and wind that could put the, the players at risk. But it's a game and they play it. 
So it makes me think about the elements, the weather. I've talked about this before. I've There's always something that is... that has really touched me about the elements. So whether it's a beautiful sunny day, which everybody loves, but if it's a rainy day, man, I like to feel the rain on my face. I like to, I like to be, it's almost like when the rain's coming down and everybody else is shying away and moving really slowly in their cars and being cautious and would rather be holed up in the house. I feel like when the rain comes down like that, that it's almost like a blanket comforting you, like you're inside something. It, it, it's very comforting to me. There, and there's, I mentioned to you that there have been times where uh, I've been sitting in the Carolina wilderness or some foreign country on training operations underneath a, just a thin sheet of uh, a poncho some waterproof material, barely, and you're wet, your feet are wet, you know, or they're getting there, and your ass, you got freaking itchy ass, monkey butt, and you're cold, but you got that thin layer of protection, almost like an umbrella, or your roof, you hear the rain really coming down, yeah, the, the weather's coming down, but I'm protected, and I imagine, I don't know, cave person, some sort of primitive individual in a different world before Pangaea, the supercontinent, broke up, floated us all apart. Oh, good morning, cows going to slaughter. Isn't that fucking horrible? (laughs) That's horrible. Um, Every morning, these trucks get off the highway and make their way to uh, the meatpacking plants that I've spoken of previously. <laughs> Hello, woman, putting your mail out or getting your mail, bending over at the mailbox, or man, maybe it's a man, I don't know. Have a great day. Uh, so, these primitive people, imagine them huddling underneath a a shelter or just inside the mouth of a cave and the rain is just pouring down off the front but you're dry or comparatively dry right or maybe you're under underneath a big banana leaf or big prehistoric leaf oh hello my friend who wrote a book whom I love very very much but wants me to finish the book inside of a couple days leave me the fuck alone for a little bit please alright love and respect just leave me the fuck alone I'll get to it in the middle of a podcast here the weather it's cold you go out in the fucking snow and you roll around you build a snowman and your face your cheeks are rosy and your hands your gloves fall off eventually and you're wrestling your brother or your sister and having that snowball fight and doing some sledding and going down to the lake and somebody's shoveled the the snow off of the surface of the frozen lake and you can see that clear dark clear ice that is sufficiently thick for you to stand on you slide all around you look at the bubbles 
and then you become so freezing cold and numb that you say, all right, we better make tracks indoors, and you sit in front of the, the heater or the fireplace, and warm your hands, and you squat down like a, like a aborigine or something, like some basic humanoid creature, and just get warm, just thaw out, and you feel horrible, and then that horrible feeling turns to satisfaction and calm and shelter, love, thankfulness, gratitude, if you will, because you were in a challenging outdoor environment. It tested your homeostasis, your ability to balance and maintain all your organs and systems at a state of uh, all systems go. You know? Or when you start up your car in the morning and you walk out and you're freezing your ass off and you say, you know what, I'm going to start up my car, I'm going to get the temperature up so that when I sit in, it's going to be nice and warm. And you drive through this this, uh, environment of ours, 20 degrees, bitter cold, with forecasts, uh, snow in the, in the, in the forecast for the weekend, and you're nice and toasty warm, you walk into your warm classroom or your warm place of business, and patients walk in off the street into my office, and it smells like, you know, chocolate chip cookies, we got a new Glade plug-in, or a Bath and Body Works plug-in. nice and warm and they come in there and they get some nice warm snuggly treatment hands on so very interesting this mass migration you think about that in terms of a nature show how we hear about the wildebeests go on a some migration and they you know, imagine from Lion King where those they they uh, capture this in cartoon form, they, Disney, Pixar, they freaking all these, you hear a rumble and the earth starts to shake and all of a sudden the wildebeest come down a hill and up a hill and through a river and they're just on this crazy frenzy, this, they're hell-bent to migrate to get to wherever, wherever there's food, there's grass for them to eat, right, or the migration of the monarch butterfly, or bees, or birds, flying south for the winter. Think of Woody Woodpecker when he used to do that, like, you know, hey, Woody, where's Woody? Oh, flew south for the winter. Everybody's already gone, so he's heading down. Um, So these depictions of our environment, those mass migrations, hibernations, and if you look at what we're doing as human beings right now, we're freaking sitting in front of computers all day long. I can feel that it's not healthy, and I don't do as much of that as everyone else, perhaps, because I, I'm always moving in my job 10, 12 hours a day. I'm on my feet, bending over people, manipulating them. It's a physical job. I'm thankful for that. But I, I know, man, I still spend hours and hours of the day looking at the computer or my phone, increasingly my phone, 
And so through what lens, this is, this is, is the lens that we currently see the world. Right? We have all these moving pictures in front of us. I'm talking, you know, I got my phone. Good morning, Beanie. How are you? You getting dressed? Alright. Well, sun's coming out. It's Thursday. You have a great day. Do your best in your cello. Hopefully your tooth, uh, your right canine tooth comes out. If not, I'll pull it out when you get home. And the weekend's coming, my sweet. I know, I know. So, what else you got? We have to finish up our essays, but I'm making it into orchestra today. You're going to be in orchestra? Yeah. Totally awesome. I think you're going to be great. Thank you. Practice making Because I was absent last week, I would have made it in last week, and Veda made it in last week, but um, so Veda made it in last week, and I didn't. So now, so Veda, before she did it, she's like, when's the next time I can make it in? And she said, February. So now, if... When I and they got to meet it, so she got to go to it. She has orchestra today. But the thing about is that when supposedly I can't just go the next week because I have to wait. This doesn't make any sense. Most of the people in my group didn't have to do that. You know what? You can always ask the teacher, say, hey, listen, I would really, I really want to be in orchestra. And I've been practicing, doing my best. You want to hear it? You know, just take your time. Ask her, could I get a moment of your time? Listen, I really want to be a really good member of the band. Can you get me? You know, you got to approach it in a careful way, but you can be insane, right? Well, she looks at the song that you have to play, mm-hmm. and the song that you like, and if you get it, then you get the song, you're in orchestra. Say, listen, Mrs. Tree, or whatever her name is, I've been trained best. I want to be orchestra. How can I get in as soon as possible? You can get and see what she does. I think she'll appreciate that. You know? Sometimes you got to go up there and ask for it. You know? Yeah. So that's a good thing. I'm excited for you there. I can't wait when you get them tonight. Do you need me to do before you get um, I don't know. I don't know anything you need, need me to do for you before you get home. I'm, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna be leaving under the office around three. So see your patience. I'm almost able to get to the uh, catch the end of that draft. Yeah. We'll see. But regardless, I love you very much. And yeah. I will give you a call on the campus, which will be in about 10 minutes, okay? Okay. I love you. Okay. Love you. That's my little girl there, right? I'm sorry. Hope you're not too um, put off by the conversations we have. 
she's getting prepared for school, trying to get her excited. She's trying to get in the band. So, the mass migration. Am I concerned about, you know, I'm not as concerned about myself. I'm concerned about all mankind and, and the impact that this has on us, our reliance upon these technological tools that are not going away, that are wonderful, that have changed our world in so many positive ways, directions. But it's also fucked with us in various capacities. So I say we need to get our asses out there and have experiences in nature. Some of my fondest memories include just hiking or walking or running down a trail in a nearby park that pretty much everywhere in America you can find. A well-beaten track and some you know, some areas off-road where you can take a nice you hike it out and work it out, step it out find your way a little bit throughout the wilderness. And maybe you will find your way. Maybe you'll, you'll solve some of the problems some of the, and be able to better meet some of the challenges of your life by getting out and turning to nature for the answers. Because she doesn't really talk in the proper sense. And the pictures that you're going to see moving across your gaze are not like those that are moving across your screen, which are often these twisted uh, human uh, snapshots, right, of whatever, some news story about Donald Trump or about usually something controversial, usually something that's going to make you all too often, unfortunately, make you angry or get a rise out of you. And that sucks. You know, it's not the sort of world that I want to live in, where I've got these, this slideshow. Hey, baby. Not the kind of world that I want to live in, where we've got this slideshow moving across our gaze that is like, you know, Donald Trump, the wall, politicians arguing. Hey, baby. Lil. Dad, I accidentally called you. Okay. Um, you trying to call mommy? No, I think I was, um, I was trying to, uh, like, clear out my things, and then I accidentally pressed on calling you. So. All right. No problem. I'll give you a call in 10 minutes. Okay. I love you. Yeah. So I don't want this slide reel in front of me, you know, kind of driving my existence, my life, you know, putting these negative images in my way. There's enough of that out there. And so when you're walking in nature in a local park, maybe with a friend, maybe with your dog, maybe by your lonesome, the pictures, the snapshots that you're going to be taking will be with your own eyes, and they'll be with things like trees, and brooks, and rocks, and hills, living things that don't speak our language, 
they just are. They, they're operating on a smaller scale or a larger scale that'll leave you awestruck. And that'll give you perspective in life that at some there is some place where, you know, there's not all this noise, 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 as the friggin' Grinch would say. All this clatter. All these machines that are wonderful that we made across you know, the last several hundred years and they've solved so many problems but they're also a pain in the fucking ass right and so I think I'm going to do that today I'm going to get out with my mommy we're going to take a little bit of a hike we used to walk around the neighborhood just get out there get some fresh air and people look at me like oh my gosh are you out there in the cold or walking around all the time because I need it you know we all need it. So, it was a cool friggin' article. Here's my fat crossing guard. Good morning, fat ass crossing guard. Walk in place or something. You know, he's probably better for being out there in the freezing cold. Loves coming to work every morning helping kids across the street. What is better than that? For um, four hours a day. I stand on the intersection of X Street and Y Street and I escort children across a busy road. And yes, I'm fat, but that's beside the point. I'm out here doing my best to help people and to escort people, keep them safe. And I'm out in the elements, man, whether it's hot or cold. My car is just across the road. I can take a seat in that when my job is done. So I love shit like that. And I yearn for it and I miss it. And in closing, I, as I've said a couple times now, I am looking for these types of experiences. We need to give this to our children, okay? We need to give it to ourselves and seek out opportunities to um, get out in nature more. But I feel we also... We need this is a gift that we can give to our children to get out there and cover some ground and go on a hike and just get get the fuck away from it all. Our need to get away from it all is greater than ever. I feel it and I want my children to appreciate the comparison because otherwise they don't know any better if they spend every moment indoors. Yes, yes. So get the hell outside. Huh! <laughs>